What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the NFL Takeover Podcast, brought to you by the Takeover Sports Network. I'm Chris LaValle. We have an exciting show for you all this week, but before we can get into that, we got to talk about our buddies over at Prize Picks, and they have a special offer for all of our listeners and viewers. New users that deposit and use the promo code Takeover will receive 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks is the fun and easy way to play the fantasy. You pick two to five players in and over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times in any entry. Prize Picks is a ton of statues you've to choose from, including points, rebounds, assists, three points made, fantasy points, and more. Prize Picks offers every sport you can think of, like the NFL, college football, NBA, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Prize Picks also allows mixed mixed sports entries. For example, you can take the over on Steph Curry's points combined with the under on Tom Brady's passing yards in the same entry. Prize Picks has an award-winning easy-to-use mobile app, which you can find on the App Store and Google Play, and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. So if you're looking for a fun and easy way to play daily fantasy, be sure to check out Prize Picks. And don't forget to use the promo code TAKEOVER so that they know that we sent you that is Prize Picks promo code TAKEOVER. All right, so we got an exciting show for you all this week. We're going to recap the divisional, uh, excuse me, the wildcard round, and then we will preview the divisional round. So we're going to, we're going to, Go right in the order that the games were played. We'll start off with the 49ers crushing the Seahawks. Brock Purdy was 18 of 30 for 332 yards and three touchdowns. Geno Smith was 25 of 35 for 253 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. This was the game of two halves. The Seahawks were winning 17 to 16 at halftime. They were outscored 25 to 6 in the second half. Purdy continues to dazzle, and Geno Smith fell apart in the second half. So, a couple things here. So, look, Purdy continues to really prove anybody who doesn't think that he can be a great quarterback wrong. Now, I understand that he is in the Kyle Shanahan system. I can appreciate the fact that you could probably insert a lot of quarterbacks in this system and they would be successful. However, Purdy is doing it in spectacular fashion. He's not turning the ball over. He's putting his team in the best positions to win ball games. I saw some people on Twitter and social media that were trying to say, oh, well, you know, everyone was there were certain people who were giving him credit for certain throws and then there were other people who are like oh well, this is actually a terrible throw if the if the um if the defender was actually you know just a, you know a second earlier or turned his head like you know a second sooner this would have been a pick or this would have been a pick six that's stupid you can do that with any quarterback you can watch any film you want and say well if the cornerback did this or the safety did this or the linebacker made this move then this turnover would have happened it's just it's just nonsense. Give the guy a credit. He's He was the last pick in the draft. He's come into a system, yes, a system that is beautifully set up for almost any quarterback to come in and be successful. However, he's doing it, and he's undefeated. He has yet to lose a game. If this guy goes on and wins a Super Bowl, what, what are they going to say now? Like, what are they going to say at that point? Are you going to say that he's just lucky? Because you didn't say that about Tom Brady over 20 years ago when he won the Super Bowl, everyone was talking about him like he was he was the second coming. So I would expect people to do the same thing for Brock Purdy, especially given the fact that if Brock Purdy does win the Super Bowl, the guy's going to be undefeated as a starter. Brady didn't do that. I don't even I don't I honestly don't know of another quarterback that has done that. That has come in and was completely undefeated. Don't give me Nick Foles people out there. Don't do it. Nick Foles had lost games prior to that point in time. I'm saying a rookie quarterback being inserted into a team, and once once he came, once he was inserted into that team, the team didn't lose. I don't think that's ever happened before in NFL history. I could be wrong. I'll have to look into that. But again, for the people who want to doubt Purdy, keep doubting him. He's going to keep proving you wrong. Uh, and I want to give Geno Smith credit. All right, I I pronounced Geno Smith dead on arrival in Seattle. He's he was sensational all season long. He deserves all the credit. 
that he's been given, whether or not he stays as the, as the quarterback in Seattle will be remained to be seen, but he had a fantastic year and he deserves all the credit. The Jaguars shocked the Chargers. Trevor Lawrence was 28 of 47 for 288 yards, four touchdowns, four picks. Justin Herbert was 25 of 43 for 273 yards and a touchdown. You want to talk about a game of two halves? This is your game of two halves. The Chargers absolutely dominated the Jaguars in the first half, forced five turnovers, including four interceptions. At one point, the game was 27-0. It was 27-7 going into halftime because the Chargers inexplicably decided to just allow the Jaguars to march down the field in garbage time near the end of the sec- uh, excuse me, in the end of the, the first half. I didn't feel great about that, by the way. It something felt off about the fact that they allowed them to do that. However, I was in my head, I'm like, all right, the Chargers get the ball. As soon as the you know, as soon as the second half starts, Chargers will get the ball, they'll march down the field, they'll at least get a field goal, they'll get some momentum back. And that didn't happen. Uh, the, the Chargers, in fact, only scored three points the entire remainder of the football game. And that was in the middle of the third quarter. They had an opportunity to go up by two scores in the fourth quarter, but the field goal kicker missed a field goal. Although they shouldn't have even been kicking the field goal, they should have been going for it on fourth down, which brings me to the head coach, Brandon Staley, who how the hell he still has a job right now boggles the mind. Absolutely disgusting display of a head coach. Like there's just there's no way to defend this guy anymore. The fact that he still has a job. Look, if I'm Justin Herbert, if Brandon Staley is not fired this offseason, if I come into camp next year and he's still my head coach, I am looking elsewhere for an extent. I'm I'm going I'm going elsewhere. I am not staying in, in with the Chargers because clearly by keeping Brandon Staley, if I was Justin Herbert, I'd be saying, you're not serious about winning football games. This guy sucks as a head coach. He's been terrible since he since he was hired last season. He cost the Chargers a chance to play in the playoffs last season. He cost the Chargers a chance to play in the divisional round this season. He's awful. He's absolutely awful. He's supposed to be a defensive-minded head coach. How the hell do you blow a 27-0 lead? You want to blame Justin Herbert because he didn't throw a touchdown in the second half? Fine. Uh, no problem. Herbert did not put the team over the top in the second half like he should have. That's fine. You can blame him for a couple things. Overall, though, this game is not on Justin Herbert. This game is not on the players. This game is on the coach. The fact that the coach, who was captain aggressive all the time in the regular season, going forward on fourth and six, fourth and seven, you, you can't go for it on fourth and three when your team is – your defense has been reeling all second half. Instead, you go, with the, you go with the safe route, go with the field goal, and the kicker ends up missing it anyway. At least if you had gone for it on fourth down, given your quarterback the opportunity to make a play, Chargers probably win that football game. But, again, they didn't because Staley sucks. I got it. And then before I move on, I got to give the Jaguars credit as much as it pains me. I have to give Doug Peterson credit. He coached a tremendous second half. Just he did. He made all the right play calls, especially going forward on two. Oh, Joey Bosa, by the way, he's the other one. What an idiot. All right, real quick. Joey Bosa should be fine. I don't even know if there's enough money in the world to be able to find Joey Bosa when he needs to be fine. Look, you. The refs are terrible. He blamed the refs for not calling certain 
certain calls here and there. He's absolutely right. The refs were terrible. But you cost your team. You cost your team. If it wasn't for that stupid penalty, there's no way the Chargers, I mean, excuse me, the Jaguars would have gone for it for two, which then made it a two-point ball game rather than a three-point ball game, which ended up Jaguars won by a point. That that one point sealed the win for the Jaguars, cost the Chargers a chance to play next weekend. That also falls on that, that is the one player I will say, as much as I said it's not on the players, he's kind of neck and neck with Brandon Staley right now. But anyway, going back to going back to Doug Peterson, he made the right calls. He did what he had to do to put Trevor Lawrence in the best position to win the football game. And he was able to coach up Trevor Lawrence. I mean, there's you can't tell me that Trevor Lawrence was not going into halftime with some doubt in his head. I, I don't care how spectacular he's been, how he's been in these moments before. You throw four picks in a half, man. There's no way you're going into the locker room going, you know, feeling all jazzed up about yourself. So credit to Doug Peterson for being able to help his quarterback get the psyche back, get whatever he needed to get to in order to be able to to dominate, which is what he did in that second half and help his team win a game that they had no business winning. The Buffalo Bills survived Dolphins. Josh Allen was 23-39 for 352 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. Skylar Thompson was 18-45 for 220 yards, one touchdown, and two picks. This game was much closer than it should have been. Give the Dolphins credit for making this into a ball game. Mike McDaniels deserves credit for having his team ready to go with a third-string quarterback. He also deserves some blame for the clock mismanagement down the stretch. There are way too many delayed game penalties. That You can't do that with a third-string quarterback. You can't do that in general in the playoff game. That falls on the head coach. At a certain point, you got you got to have your team prepped, especially coming out of a timeout. There's a point where they were coming out of a timeout and they still got a delay of game penalty. That's insane. Like that's just that that is that falls on the coach. With that being said, congratulations to Skylar Thompson on although your numbers weren't spectacular, you still you played a gutsy game. And all the credit in the world to him. Third string quarterback was able to hang in a game with a much better Buffalo Bills team. Credit to him. Now, if I was a Bulls, uh, excuse me, a Bills fan right now, I would be very concerned this morning. Josh Allen continues to be careless with the football. Three total turnovers in this game. One of the interceptions was not his fault. However, that fumble was just stupid. He keeps he keeps putting the ball out there for people to just grab. Like I'm all about. I, look, Josh Allen is one of the most thrilling guys to watch run the football. Him. Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, when they get into the open field and they start running, it is awesome to watch. But damn it, man, learn how to hold on to the football. Those turnovers are going to cost him. I'm not saying they're going to cost him next week. They may cost him the week after. They may even cost him if they make it to the Super Bowl. He has to take care of the football. He was he figured it out last year. He's got to go back to stop trying to stop trying to buy into your own hype. Stop being Brett Favre. Stop stop needing to make a home run pass every time you're out on the field. You don't need to bomb the ball 45 yards every play. Take the checkdowns. Learn the way Patrick Mahomes learned. Mahomes learned the hard way. You don't need to be Brett Favre every single time out on the field. Take what the defense gives you. And for whatever reason, Allen's not doing that right now. And it's going to cost him. Not just that, but the Bills' defense has been terrible, very unimpressive. The Bills' defense, Bills' defense, and their special teams cost the Bills last season in the postseason against the Chiefs. They got to clean it up. They've got to find a way to clean it up, both 
Josh Allen's got to clean up his turnovers, and the Bills have got to find a way to make some plays and just just stop allowing teams to gouge them left and right. So it's going to be interesting. The Bengals matchup, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But again, if I was a Bills fan right now, I would not be supremely confident heading into next weekend. The Giants topped the Vikings. Daniel Jones was 24-35 for 301 yards, two touchdowns. He had 78 rushing yards. Kirk Cousins was 31-39 for 273 yards and two touchdowns. The Giants continue to be the one team you don't want to face. Uh, they're one of the most complete teams remaining in the postseason. Danny Dimes has proven to be a franchise quarterback, no question about it anymore. And Brian, Brian Dable was already the coach of the year. He solidified that after this football game. The Vikings defense was absolutely abysmal. They allowed the Giants to move up and down the field at will. Uh, this this loss, by the way, is completely on the Minnesota Vikings. You want to blame Kirk Cousins, blame Kirk Cousins. You're going to sound foolish. This game, this loss is not on Cousins. Yes. Is Cousins to blame for, for checking down on fourth and eight to Tyler Hawkinson? Yes. That was that's an inexcusable play call by Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is going to Kirk Cousins. It was bound to happen at some point. But in the grand scheme of things, Cousins played a great game. Maybe not a great game. He played a good game. He's not the reason why the Vikings lost this football game, though. All right. He put he didn't turn the ball over. He put the Vikings in plenty of opportunities. Offensively speaking, that defense just could not do anything right. They they couldn't make a stop. They couldn't make a stop. The Vikings, the Vikings were frauds. Okay. We said it on this podcast many times. This Vikings team was the most overrated team coming into the postseason. Everybody wanted to face the Vikings because of how bad that defense was. Not because they wanted to face it off against Kirk Cousins. It was because that defense is so bad that you knew once you got the ball rolling, you could kind of just steamroll them the rest of the way. All the credit in the world to the Giants. They're the hottest. To me, they are the hottest team in the postseason right now. They're the team you don't want to face. I'm not saying they're the best team in the postseason. But to me, they are the hottest team in the postseason right now. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about their matchup with the Eagles momentarily. The Bengals survive against the Ravens. Burrow was 23-32 for 209 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Huntley was 17-29 for 226 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. He also added 54 rushing yards, and he had a costly fumble. This game, like Miami and Buffalo, was much closer than expected. The Ravens kept this game close throughout. Huntley's fumble at that goal line, that turned into six points the other way. Ended up costing the Ravens this upset. However, with that being said, John Harbaugh also deserves blame for his clock mismanagement on that final drive. There was a point where they were in a huddle allowing 20 seconds to just tick off the clock. That's inexcusable. You can't do that. Like, What are you doing? I mean, it was like John Harbaugh was was taken over by the ghost of Andy Reid down the stretch there. I mean, we already know Andy Reid's terrible clock mismanagement over the years. It, I, I've never seen... I've never seen another coach just allow seconds to just tick off the clock like that. I mean, it's the final drive of the game. What are you doing? And Harbaugh is a better coach than that. He's one of the best coaches in the league. It's just, it, it's completely mind boggling to me. In the end, I think the better team won. I think the, the Bengals are the better football team, but they didn't, they, they didn't inspire much confidence that night. I mean, Burrow was good. He was good. He wasn't great. He was, you know, he he made plays when he had to make some plays, but overall, not just like the Bills. If I was a Bengals fan, I'm not feeling great about my matchup against the Bills, and I'm feeling the same way about the Bills. Bills fan, I'm not feeling great about my matchup against the Bengals. Both teams completely underperformed in games that should have been blowouts. 
The Cowboys embarrassed the Buccaneers 31 to 14. Dak Prescott 25 to 33 for 305 yards, four touchdowns. Tom Brady was 35 to 66 for 351 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. The Cowboys absolutely slaughtered the Bucs on Monday Night Football. The Cowboys were up 24 to nothing at one point. It would have been much more if their kicker could actually hit some extra points. He missed his first four. Dak Prescott played easily the best game, not only of his career, but his postseason career. He had zero turnovers and combined for five touchdowns. The Cowboys did exactly what they were supposed to do against the eight, nine Bucs. They beat him up. They beat him up, up and down the field. This game was never in doubt. There was never a point in this game where you thought the Bucs were going to go on a roll and Brady was going to be able to pull off another miraculous comeback. There was never, this game was never in doubt. Once the Cowboys got rolling, it was a wrap. Brady played poorly. Not that this loss is necessarily on him. I know everyone wants to throw dirt on Brady. Go ahead. Go ahead. Throw dirt on Mike Myers. See what happens next season. Uh, the, the, this game, to me, came on the fact that the offensive line, the poorest offensive line that has been terrible all season for the Buccaneers, was completely dismantled and came apart against the Cowboys' defensive front. And the Bucks' defense just wasn't any good. Wasn't any good. That this all the all the the issues that the Bucks had all season long that you know they were able to kind of put band aids on here and band aids on there just to get by and just to make it to the postseason just completely ripped apart and fell apart all over the place in this game. I mean, it was just every issue that the Buccaneers have had that everyone has, you know, talked about throughout the season just literally just unraveled in front of everybody. Uh, so congrats to the Cowboys and their fans on finally showing up in a postseason grain. Good for you. Uh, and again, for all those who are throwing dirt on Brady, knock yourselves out. Y'all know he's going to come back next season. It may not be in a Buccaneers uniform, but we all know he'll be there somewhere. And, uh, you know, he'll be ready to uh, to break your heart again somewhere in the postseason. All right. Looking ahead to the NFL division around, we got four games. I'm going to go in order. So the Saturday games are Jags at Chiefs at 430, and then we got the Giants at the Eagles, and that's the 815 game. So the Jags and the Chiefs, the Jags are eight-and-a-half-point dog on the road in Kansas City. I really want to take the Jags here. I really desperately want to take the Jaguars here. The question, though, is what Jags team are we going to get? Are we going to get the first-half Jaguars, or are we going to get the second-half Jaguars against the Chargers? Because if we get anything remotely looking like the first-half Jaguars, Against the char- against the Chargers, the Chiefs are going to dismantle them. Like it's going to be a track meet for the Chiefs. They're just going to run up and down the field, and the Jaguars will never be able to score enough points. Like this is this is the game where Trevor Lawrence has to play second half Trevor Lawrence for an entire game in order for the Jaguars to even have a chance to win this ball game. I don't. I, I just don't see it. I, I I would love to. Trust me, I would love to find a way to see Chiefs fans and all the Pat Mahomes stands out there have to cry after a Saturday night loss, or excuse me, Saturday afternoon loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I just don't see it happening. I would take the Chiefs minus the eight and a half. I know that's a lot of points, but I just I I, I think the Jaguars. We see this every year, right? We see a team that shows up in the wild card weekend that everyone's riding their horse and going. Oh man, this team figured it out. This team's awesome. And then they play in the divisional round and they get they just get absolutely mopped. I have a feeling this could be that game. This could be that game where we just see the Chiefs absolutely just turn into the juggernauts that we know that they are, and they just wipe the floor with Jacksonville. So I like the Chiefs minus the eight and a half. I also like the Chiefs. Obviously, I like the Chiefs outright. Giants at the Eagles. To me, this is the game in the this is the game of the weekend. Even over Bengals Bills. 
This is the game of the weekend. The Giants are coming into Philadelphia as seven and a half point dogs. Take the Giants plus the seven and a half. And I'm taking the Giants outright to win this football game. I said it, I've I've said it for weeks now that this is the team. And I said it obviously in this podcast. This is the team you don't want to face. This is the team you do not want to face in the postseason. I love this Giants team. I love their coach. I love their quarterback. I love their quarterback even before everybody else has loved their quarterback. And I don't trust the Eagles in the postseason. I don't trust this team in the postseason. I don't trust Jalen Hurts in the postseason. I don't trust Jalen Hurts in big games. Just don't. To me, Danny Dimes has shown more in a big game than we've seen from Jalen Hurts. And I've heard Eagles fans, I've got plenty of them that I listen to all the time telling me, well, this season Jalen Hurts is not the same as last season. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Look, I'll be back here next week. I will admit if I'm wrong. I have no problem doing that. But what have the Eagles shown the past few weeks to make anybody feel confident about them being able to, to beat up on the Giants? Because I'm not, I wouldn't be confident if I was an Eagles fan. There's, I understand, look, you got an extra week to get, get, to get Hurts back. Hopefully he's fully healthy for this game. But even still, you've got injuries elsewhere. I just like this Giants team. I Look, this game's going to be close. It's going to be a slugfest. I cannot wait to watch it. I mean, this, this, to me, this game is just going to be awesome. I'm taking the Giants, though, whether it's by a point, two points, three points. I don't know. It's going to be a close game. I like the Giants. They're going to go into Philadelphia. They're going to upset the Eagles, and Philadelphians are just going to lose their mind. It's going to be glorious. And then we go to Sunday. Bengals at Bills. That's a 3 o'clock game. Then we got the Cowboys at the 49ers. That's 6.30. Bengals at the Bills. The Bengals are going in as a five-point uh, five dog. Take the Bengals plus the five. I like the Bills outright in this game. I'm taking the Bills because they're at home. If it was Bills at Bengals, I'd be taking the Bengals. That's how I feel. I think the home field advantage matters in this game. I think the home field advantage is what's going to take the Bills over the top. Josh Allen will go to his first AFC championship game. And I, I think he's able to – I'm thinking he will clean up his act He'll learn from his mistakes against Miami, and he won't just try to be Brett Favre and and just try to gouge the Bengals' defense with these thirty-five and forty-yard you know bombs. He'll actually take what the defense gives him. That's what I'm buying into. Look, if the Bengals win this game, th- by the way, this is a game I wouldn't bet because it, to me this game could go either way. If the Bengals pull, if the Bengals beat the Bills, I'm not going to be shocked. I'm just not. I'm not, I'm not going to be. It's Joe Burrow. It's Joe Burrow in the postseason. How could you possibly be shocked about Joe Burrow winning a football game? It just it's it's not something that's going to shock me. I just I like the Bills. Like I said, I think the home field advantage is what is what takes the cake for the Bills. So I would take the Bengals plus the five. I'm taking the Bills outright. Cowboys at 49ers. 49ers are, are a three and a half point favorite at home. Take the 49ers all day and just run with it. Take it all the way, all the way to the bank. This is the game where the 49ers just slap the Cowboys around the field. There is no way, none, that Dak Prescott repeats what he just did against the Buccaneers. None. There is no chance that Dak Prescott repeats. There's just there's no chance. It's Dak Prescott. It's the Cowboys. All the Cowboys fans out there, they're all, they're excited. They're, look at us. We beat Tom Brady. We poured dirt on Brady. We beat up on the Buccaneers. The Bucs were 8-9. They were 8-9. They were terrible. They had no business being in the postseason. 
congratulations, you beat up on a fraud team. Now you have to play the best the best team in football. Arguably the best defense, if not the best defense, the second best defense in football. Dak Prescott's going to have at least turnover, at least two turnovers. I'm calling it now. At least two turnovers. The 49ers are going to absolutely wipe the floor with this Cowboys team. There is just this is set up to just absolutely destroy Cowboys fans because that's what the Cowboys do every year. Every single year, they never let you down. They always find a way to lose football games. They have the worst coach in football, Mike McCarthy, in my opinion, next to Brandon Staley. At least the most overrated. I shouldn't say he's the worst. He's the most overrated coach in football. Absolutely overrated. Doesn't know what the hell he's doing out there. Won a Super Bowl because of Aaron Rodgers. Is just a yes man for Jerry Jones. He's a terrible head coach. So you've got a worse head coach. I think Brock Purdy is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. The 49ers have a better defense than the than the, the Cowboys. And they have the better, they have the better skill position players all over the place. How could you not take the 49ers in this game? 49ers minus three and a half. I think that is the easiest bet of the weekend. No question about it. 49ers. So when it's all said and done, when the when the dust settles, as they say, we'll have Chiefs and Bills at a neutral site next weekend in the AFC championship game. And then we will see the Giants facing off against the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco for the NFC Championship game. All right, everyone, that's going to do it for this edition of the NFL Takeover Podcast, brought to you by the Takeover Sports Network. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and that notification bell so that you don't miss any of the other great shows we have for you from the network. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify, or Google Play, or wherever it is that you're getting your podcast, if that's where you're listening, please leave me a five-star rating and a review. I would greatly appreciate it. And that's it. That's going to do it for me this week. Enjoy Divisional Round. Uh, of the uh, NFL postseason. I will be back, of course, next week to break it all down and preview the championship weekend. Hope you all be well. Stay safe. I'll talk to you all again next week.